Again, we saw yesterday <coughs> the focus of two eyes. The focus of what a person wants to achieve, and that's Mashiyasim Abotim of Agamosi Bukhalashahim Akoyim And that focus stays with the person. That's his Ikaratsan. And now it just becomes this, a question always practically what's the next step I have to do in order to get there? Okay, what is the Ikaratsan? So it's interesting that the Mitzvah is going to bring us his source Chazal. He says, What the Chachamim taught us, what a person's long-term goal is meant to be, is a person who's only created the Isaneg Al Hashem. That's words in explanation. Oineg means the pleasure. That means to have pleasure with Hashem or from Hashem. One Hashem literally. What does that mean? Firstly, where is Chazal? Which Chazal is he quoting? That said that Right? Now, but before that, I want to ask a question. Why did he go to Chazal? We have the Torah. We have the Torah. The Torah already tells us what the, what the person is created for. Hashem himself. When he offered Klai Yisrael the Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu offered us there you have it. Hashem told them exactly what the what what the long term goal is going to be. If you recover the covenant with Hashem, then this is what Hashem is offering you. An Amsugoda, a treasure, a Gomelechas Kalim and a Gaikalish. Well we'll explain exactly what each of those terms mean in the terms of what we're talking about now. But there you have it. That, that if you well, what's the What's the long-term goal? Hashem himself offered us a long-term goal. So why does we? Why do we have to come to Chazal? Why do we have to come to Chazal? And the answer is because he's coming to explain something else. There's the pasuk which Hashem promised us what the long-term goal is for receiving the Torah. That was the deal. If you accept the Torah, then this is what you're going to gain from it. But the Messiah Shem is talking about something different. And he says, Adam loy nivra. And we're going back to before accepting the Torah. At the beginning of creation, why did Hashem create people? Why did Hashem create people? What was the point of creating people? And that's, that's the bringing from Chazal that a person was only nivra designing Hashem. The tachis in creating a person was in order to enjoy the level of closeness to Hashem. The level of closeness to Hashem. Why? Where do we see that? So the Messiah Sharm here is saying Bekitzer when he tells us in a whole parak in Darach Hashem and a whole more than a parak in Das This is one of the biggest areas in Darimcha. And I'll tell you where he started from. The Chazal he's quoting. I'll tell you what he says there, and that's Bakitsa what he's being Maramis to over here. Right? When we go back to ask the original question, why did Hashem create people? Create? People. What do you need people for? What, what, was he, what is Hashem missing to be without people? Just have dinosaurs? Well, there's nothing. Why is Hashem your creation at all? No, why did Hashem make a creation? Yeah, but we understand the creation was there to facilitate the creation of the person. So, so we can ask why Hashem make a creation altogether. And we can ask more specifically, if the whole creation is just there in order to enable 
the person to be there, so why should we create the person? What is the point of creation? It's a good thing to elaborate on for maybe a few minutes. It's what the Derech Hashem speaks about, which is the same Mkhal, because it's my mission to get to this expression. You just understand, this wasn't some, uh, a, a, spec, a question people thought about, like in passing, an interesting question. Why did philosophize about why did Why did Hashem make people? It, it was something which was an unanswerable, so to speak, paradox in people's minds. Why? Because on the one hand, on the one hand, you have a Mitzvah that we say HaKadosh Baruch Hu is perfect. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is missing for nothing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need anything. Okay. So that's the case. Hashem doesn't need anything. He's perfect. Not missing anything. So that's the case. Why would he create the world? And if you're going to say that he needs something from the world, then you're probably the other way around. Because that means that whatever he needed the world to give him, he didn't have before that. So then he wasn't perfect. So this was an unanswerable question in those days. doesn't make sense. If Hashem didn't need the world, why did he create it? He didn't just do it for nothing. And if Hashem does need the world, then what did he, what did he use? What did he have before that? What was missing before that? And we could just that that was the philosophical paradox. We could just take it a step further, and we could ask, uh, what and what's the answer to the question? If Hashem needs the world, what for? What's, what's the world giving him exactly? What's the world giving him exactly that he didn't have? That would just be that would be the follow-up question. That would be the follow-up question. The first question would be, which would we look at it? Is Hashem missing something without the world, and the world's providing, uh, fulfilling, filling a lack, so to speak? Or do we look at it? No, Hashem is missing nothing without the world. In which case, it's a, so why did He create it? What's, what's, what are we doing for? That was the that was the philosophical uh, question which wasn't resolved until Abraham Avinu came along. And uh, this was part of Abraham Avinu's uh, revelation which was an eye-opener for humanity. He answered this question. He answered this question. Why the, what, again, if, does Hashem need the world or not? If He does, how did He manage without it? If He doesn't, why did He create it? And Avraham Avinu was Megali tremendously. Now, first I'm going to tell you the way Avraham Avinu was Megali, and I'll discuss the philosophy of Shabbat. Then I'll discuss the philosophy, the, the concept of Avraham Avinu. What he understood. First I want to tell you what Avraham did to teach this, to explain this principle. Think of Isaiah seconds. Avraham Avinu, the Pasuk tells in this week's Pasha, he built his Aishel, he built his tent, his whatever it was, his, his, his whole campsite in the middle of the Midbar. In the middle of the Midbar. And what did he used to do? He used to wait for Passover. Travelers, stragglers wandering through the desert. Now, in what position would people wandering the desert or crossing the desert be? Hungry, thirsty. They probably didn't take all their money with them. They were probably scared of highwaymen or whatever it is. Uh, so they were in a position that they were very needy. Avraham Avinu would stand outside. He would look for these guests. He would bring them in. He would treat them royally. He would serve them food and drink. He would take care of them. Think a second. What do you think they were thinking? Imagine. Imagine you were on a trip somewhere. And someone flags down inside the restaurant and says, please, please come inside. I have a hot meal waiting for you. Yes, now please, I have, a, I have the master bedroom. Have a rest. Please, it's all on me. And do you want to use the gardens? Do you want to eat some fruit? Do you want to swim in the swimming pool? Please, please. What would you be thinking? 
You'd be thinking, one second, uh, how much is this hotel going to cost me? Yeah. Or I'd better get out of here quick. Right. And, but, yeah, people are hungry. Okay. So, uh, understandably, like the Midrash tells us, understandably. So, at the end of this day, it's a, a moment, was, the service was great. The food was amazing. What's the bill? Whatever I'm told him. Nothing. Please. It's nice to meet you. Enjoy the rest of your life. What's going on? What, what, what are you doing this for? What do you want from us? I want nothing from you. I want nothing from you. So why are you doing this? And what's the question? Why would you do this? Who would do such a thing? For nothing? You don't want us any, for anything? You're not trying to campaign for something? You don't want us to pay you? you know, what are you doing? Who would do this? What's going on? And what is Abraham's answer to them? I want to do chesed. I don't need anything from you. I don't want anything from you. I have everything I need on my own. It's an opportunity to do chesed for another human being. And I want you meant to learn from that. People naturally think, you do things because there's something in it for me. The normal human mindset is, I do things because I'm going to gain from it. If I'm providing a service, I want money. If not, I want covered. I want something. Right? Whatever it's going to be. People don't do things without a reason. And the reason always is me. What am I going to gain from it? And what Abraham was teaching people is, that's a mistake. A person can do for somebody else, not for himself. A person can do for somebody else, not for himself. And it was, a, like I said, it was an eye-opening experience for the people who visited him. You don't want anything from us? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, why, why, why are you running a self-operation? Why are you giving out free food? Why? To help people who need it. Not for me. Uh, there's nothing you can give me. There's nothing I want from you. It's just to help you. Wait. Let's explain. to explain. Now, once people can understand such an, an unbelievable concept, now, Avram used that. I understand. And if, me, as a human being, I can run this whole operation just to help other people, not because I'm expecting anything from you. Understand? That's why Hashem made this world. He's not missing anything. He doesn't need anything. He made the world in order to give. And it's for the benefit of the people he's giving to, not for himself. And that answered the, the, the philosophical dilemma no one understood. Why does Hashem need the world? What's he missing? And the answer is nothing. He's not missing anything. He created the world in order to give. Now, how do you bring people to that realization? That's what Avram was doing. The chesed of Avram was a means to show them the chesed of Hashem. And that's what Chazal means when he told the people after now bench. Now bench. If you understand that me, a person, can act like this, understand. HaKadosh Baruch is doing exactly the same thing. The fact that he, he's created you and the fact that he's looking after you and he gives you food and gives you life and everything else is all chesed. It's all to help you, not for him. And that's how Abraham... Wasn't Abraham getting scarred? It wasn't why he did it. Sorry? If he was doing it for scarred. No, the point was he was trying to explain the Muna. And how do you explain the Muna? Explain the Muna is you show people that you saw it. That not everything... There's a Muslim of doing it for somebody else, not for yourself. And if that's the case, that's how Abraham brought him to Hashem. Because now you understand what's Hashem doing. Also, He's not doing it for Himself. He's doing for He's doing for everything He creates. That's the starting point. It wasn't for nothing Abraham made his Aisha. It was his way of teaching him. It was his way, it was his way of teaching him. It wasn't just a means to get people. See this in the first Gemara. I've mentioned this Gemara lots of times. The Gemara says in the condition of the base, the base, lots of times. 
that at the wedding of Gamriel's son, Gamriel went around pouring drinks for everyone. He was a host, he was a Gamriel Melechai. And the Gemara says that when he offered, he came to the table of his friends, the Adatanoim. So Rabbi Yezir refused to take, and Rabbi Yishu took. So Rabbi Yezir tells Rabbi Yishu, Mazi Yishu, how can you let the Nasi serve you? So Rabbi Yishu says, what's the problem? He's the host. She found a case where a host who was greater than him served his guests. And says, Avinu, he served, he served the Malachim. So now Rabbi Tzadok, and Rabbi Tzadok said, You're asking for an example of someone greater serving somebody who's smaller than him? Why are you talking about people? Talk about Hashem. Hashem makes the drain, Hashem makes the food grow, Hashem prepares things for everyone. He's also a God of Hashem. And the obvious question is, what did Rabbi Tzadok want? You also should I take a drink from Gamriel or should I take a drink from Gamriel? I don't have to. I can refuse the drink. That's okay. So is it the right thing or the wrong thing to do to receive from somebody who's greater than you? Is a lack of cover or not? It's a question. The raya from Avram Avinu is a good raya. The malachim who were, at least it appeared to him, they were Avram, but they were regular travelers. You see, they took from him. Okay, they didn't have to, but they did. So you bring the raya from Hashem. To what? You're not going to take from Hashem. You have the option to say, thanks Hashem all the same, I don't want to take from you. It's not an option. So what, what, what's the raya for? What's the story trying to say? You know, the question was, should we take from Ram Gabriel or shouldn't we take from Ram Gabriel? Fine. So you bring a raya from Ram, I hear the raya. You bring a raya from Hashem, what's the raya? It's, it's not, it's not, it's, there's no two options there. You can't say, okay, you know, I'm choosing not to take from Hashem. How is it possible? What Rathalik was trying to, what was Rathalik trying to add to the discussion? And the answer is, exactly this point. Sadiq wasn't coming to bring a raya to the question they were asking. He was saying that's what Avram was trying to teach. What Avram was trying to teach is exactly this point. God Hashemesh. It wasn't because Hashem needed people. Hashem did it to be good to people. Just like Avram serving his guests wasn't because he needed them, he was doing it to be good to them. So that's the lesson back from that was Hashem does the same thing. He's also looking after people. He's also helping people, creating the world for people's benefit the whole time. And therefore, not the question of should you take or shouldn't you take. The question is, mitzad the godel, it's an act of chesed. It's an act of chesed. Avram could do chesed because he learned from Hashem. Hashem's always doing chesed. Right. So that's the starting point. Now, this is the, therefore, the starting point. So why did Hashem, let's go back to the original philosophical question. Why did Hashem create it? What did he need? And the answer is he needed nothing. So what did he do it for? And the answer is to do chesed. To do chesed. It, it wasn't there for it wasn't there for him. It was for them. Why now? That's a different question. The Aries asked the question, but I want to go into this. It's a separate discussion of at what stage it happened. But the, the the concept of why it happened is because Hashem wants to do chesed. Now, and this is the next part. So far, the principle that we understand that Hashem created a person to do chesed is pretty well known. It's pretty well known. That's the chazal that he's referring to. Harun chazal, that the Kodesh Baruch created to do chesed, the chazal of Mimagad of the side, it's a zayr in Pashas Pinchas. That's exactly what chazal said. That uh, the, the reason Hashem created the world was in order to be mative to, 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 to a bria that he created, and that's a human being. But, How do you read that in the words of the Sunday? Wait, again. But, says the Hashem. We have a mistake. When we think about, so, okay, so what's the chesed Hashem wants to do for us? 
What chesed did he create a person in order to did he create a person in order to bestow? So people are going to think, well, he gives people life, he gives them food, he gives them money, he gives them children, he gives them nachas, he gives them whatever it is. He says, no, that's a big mistake. That's a big mistake. That's very far from the chesed Hashem wants to give. Why? Firstly, if that was the case, so why doesn't everybody get it? Not everybody has life or health or money or children or whatever it's going to be. Secondly, it's very limited. Even if a person has all of that, how long is it for? 70, 80, 100 years? It's very limited. And thirdly, says the Sishishan, with all of that, how many people are actually happy? So if, if we're going to minimize Hashem's chesed to what He gives the person over here, we would say Hashem is doing a pretty poor job of being, doing chesed. It's not my fault. It's the, it's the recipient's fault. I'm just supposed to be saying outside, but they're in Hashem, which obviously what He wrote there before, Mr. that's obviously what is exactly the words about to say here. And so, therefore, the Derech Hashem says, it's a big mistake. Don't think. The chesed Hashem had in mind for a person is matzlavik bo'ayla mazeh, is what the chesed that people get in this world. That's very, very limited. That's not what Hashem had in mind at all. What a person gets in this world is mere insignificant compared to the chesed Hashem wants to give a person. Why? Again, we're talking about Hashem. And a real Baal chesed isn't limiting the amount of chesed he does. You know, if I'm the get of Baal chesed, if a person asks me for something, I'll give him a shekel. Okay, it's chesed. Uh, not very much chesed, but it's chesed. And if I'm going to give him 10 shekels, then I'm more of a Baal chesed, but it's also, it's limited to 10. And uh, if I'm going to give him 100 shekels, 1,000 shekels, whatever it's going to be, I'm more of a Baal chesed. How much I'm prepared to give is limiting how much of a Baal chesed I am. If we're talking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Hashem wants to be chesed, you must understand something. Hashem's chesed is not limited. Chesed Hashem Hashem's chesed is limitless. And it's a blank check. It's more than a blank check. It's the chesed which is the ultimate chesed. And if that's the case, to say, oh well, Hashem gives a person life in this world. That doesn't begin to compare to the amount of chesed Hashem can give. Therefore, therefore, the you said. Now, some people, the emphasis is some people, so far, set out what the Derech Hashem says. Just Furness says it a little bit differently, but the answer comes to the same question. And that is, if that's the case, so why does, why does Hashem have expectations from a person? Just to chesed. Just to chesed. Well, why, 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 why does Hashem expect why us to do us? things bad? Why test us and why put us in situations where we have to grow from? Just create us the way you want to be to do chesed. That's when he asks the question, and he answers. He says that that's not real chesed. If we would just be given as much as uh, as much as Hashem wants to give us, it's not a real chesed. Why not? And this is the same thing he comes to in both Sfarim. Why not? You should listen to something. If you haven't seen it inside, you would never believe this. But check it out. Perik Pais in Derech Hashem. Shara'at of Perik Pais. Says the real chesed, the biggest chesed that Hashem wants to give, and that's what he created a, a nivra, a creation in order to give, is to be like him. To be like him. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Kol Yochel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is limitless, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is everything, then the biggest chesed Hashem can do is to create something who can be like him. Now, it will never be Hashem because Hashem is the creator and this thing is created. But as, besides for that difference, it will be as much as is possible to be like Hashem. That's the real chesed. That's the first point. 
Because there's no, there's nothing more than that. If Hashem will give you, that's everything. Hakadosh Baruch is everything. And therefore, the more Hashem can create a person to be like Him, that's the biggest chesed that could possibly be. It's limitless. It's limitless in kedusha. It's limitless in Torah. It's limitless in knowledge. It's limitless in ability. It's limitless in everything. But we are so limited. We are not limited. We're not limited. On the contrary. That's why Hashem created a never to be. A never to be. And now here's the echo point. So why didn't Hashem just create him like that? Create him like some super malach, whatever it's going to be, who straight away he could give everything to. Now, listen to the Omega here. Says the Ramchal. Says the Ramchal. Because if he would do that, he hasn't created something similar to Hashem. He's created the polar opposite to Hashem. Hashem is the ultimate giver. And this thing is created is the ultimate receiver. Because Hashem is giving everything and this person is taking everything. And that's not similar to Hashem at all. It's exactly the opposite. It's exactly the opposite. So being similar to Hashem means being like Hashem. Mahu afata. The way Hashem is, a person should also be. And if that's the case, if Hashem is there always giving and this person is always receiving, you've created not something similar to Hashem, you've created the diametric opposite to Hashem. Hashem is the ultimate giver and this person is the ultimate recipient. The ultimate receiver. That's not like Hashem at all. Something like Hashem has to be something similar to Hashem. And therefore, in order to create something similar to Hashem, that a person can eventually become, then you have to create somebody who can also be like Hashem in what he does. And the more a person is like Hashem, the more shaykh that he was close and similar to Hashem. Right. And therefore, a person has to be in a situation of a giver, and a person has to be in a situation of what he, he deserves what he gets, because it doesn't, it's not just a, something which is given that he's get, getting as a gift. It has to be his, and it has to be something which comes from a person's ability to create for himself, just like Hashem is a creator. Well, there's lots and lots to talk about this. The topic of how a person is similar to Hashem, it's a discussion in its own right. But at the end of the day, and what's the point of all of it? The point of all of it is for Hashem to be able to give the person that what he wants to give him, which is to be like Hashem. And that's what the message of Hashem says in one line. Sorry? We're going to talk about that. He turns into Nisan because Hashem creates a frame for him to give. Yes. To give. Yes. A framework for the person to be the giver. And the more he's a person to give, the more similar is to Hashem. Well, the giver in the sense that you don't get anything in return. Right. Right. Like Abraham Avinu. Like Abraham Avinu. Right. And if that's the case, so what, at the end of this whole understanding, this whole Torah of Derech Hashem, which Ramchal explains that, we get back to what Chazal said. Chazal said that Hashem creates a person to be makabal the Torah Hashem wants to give him. That's why Hashem created the person of Chathil. And what is that? To makabal the Torah Hashem wants to give him is Misanagal Hashem. To enjoy being like Hashem. The closeness of what everything Hashem can give you is much more than just money, just much more than just things. That's nothing. What Hashem can give you is to be like Him. That's what we call the Sanagal Hashem. The Sanagal Hashem is the ability to enjoy being like Hashem. Now that's the end of a long process. It's the end of a long process. Like we said, a person, Hashem didn't create a person like that from the beginning, or else he'd just be a recipient. But if you're asking, what did Hashem create a person to be able to become? That's what Hashem created a person to be able to become. That's what he wants. The Hirona Chazal is a Zayar, 
And the Sanagar Hashem is the ability to get the Torah that Hashem created a person in order to get. Now, we haven't done justice to the Torah. This is even before the mission. This is the Machshav of the Rich Shona why she wants to create a person. Now, we haven't done justice to the topic. Not at all. We have to explain how a person becomes similar to Hashem and why Hashem creates a person in this world and what a person can do in this world exactly and how that way works. Okay, this is, the, this is the limit of Derech Hashem. We can explain it in the Vahid and Bez Hashem, go through all these points. But the Yisoyed of all of it is, if you're looking to, like he says, what's the end point? Where are we trying to get to? So we have to know the end point up front. This is the end point. The end point is that Hashem you created in order to be as similar to Hashem as is possible. And not only that, Chazal say this. Chazal say that just like HaKadosh Baruch is called Kadosh, it says, the Tzadikim will be called Kadosh. Just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, it says about Yaakov, you know, that Kilo Hashem gave his name Kel to Yaakov. The idea that a person can be more similar to Hashem, like Hashem, in a way comparable to Hashem, that's the biggest chesed there is. That's the biggest chesed there is. How can you see the Why is the biggest chesed? Because what bigger toy is there than that? Why? What's the biggest toy there is? Shlemus and everything. Look at Let's say, let's make it very simple. Let's make it very simple. Let's say, I know a lot of terror. Now I want to be good to you, I want to give you terror. Since now it also learns your Chumash Rashi. Nice? That doesn't begin to compare to the whole Torah Kula. But if a person says, I'll teach you Kula Torah Kula. Let's say. That's a much bigger type. Let's say a person has the ability to help you get to a certain Midrag. You see that? I'll help you take a step up from where you are. Nice. But if I could bring it to Shlemus, that's much more. What you're talking about, and this is just the main of a main. If you're talking about Hashem creating something to be similar to Him, we're talking about Einsef. We're talking about levels which we can't even imagine. It's much more than saying Hashem gave us this, or Hashem created us to give Him this. You're giving Him the ultimate. You're giving Him something which is beyond anything we can we can understand. The absolute kedusha, the highest level of Torah, everything, infinite. That's the most Hashem can give. Who's that? Sorry? No, the main goal the main goal is to be more similar to Hashem. Because that that way a person can get what Hashem can give him. That's just one example. Everything is like that. You have to explain. Hashem is built on this thought. But the principle is that the more similar a person becomes to Hashem, we matter the more we can gain from that. Now, again, how, what does that mean? How does a person become similar to Hashem? There also needs explanation. And we can talk about this too. But uh, the principle, at least the, the basic principle, the basic principle, what Hashem creates a person for? What's a person nivra for? And the answer is, is nivra in order to get what Hashem wants to give him. And what is that? In Sanagad Hashem. What does that mean? It means to be like Hashem. And not in this world, like he's going to say one last time, that the Makkam Eidun Azehu Ailam Abba. This world doesn't have the ability to do that. It's a very good line from Rosh Shapiro. 
someone's asking a similar question, and he said, your concept of the to this person, he said, your concept of Sfar is like waiting in line for the, at the bank to be given your salary check. That's not... Or your Rukhni salary check. He said, that's Bichlal, not what Sfar means. Sfar isn't a handout. That's the, that's the, what you get for what you are. That's what a, that's what a check is. You're getting money. No, I'm giving you something. The schar is you. What a person builds in himself, that's the schar. Schar mitzvah mitzvah. It's not that I'm giving you, paying you something, some kind of currency, physical currency, spiritual currency, whatever it is, for what you did. What you created in yourself is the schar. It's just you get to appreciate what you worked on together. But that appreciation, that's the schar. It's intrinsic to a person.